Well, turn with me over to Romans, the first chapter, in the 16th verse. I want you to look at some verses. I'm just going to briefly minister something to you tonight that God put in my heart this afternoon. And um, had something else prepared, then God dropped this in. I said, well, I guess the Lord knows best. Amen? So, but Romans 1.16, Paul makes a statement. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. I, I don't know, there's something that jumped out at me when I read that today. I'm not ashamed. Number one, we don't need to be ashamed of the Word of God. Because this Word is what my confidence is in. My confidence is in God's Word, not a man's Word, but God's Word. Man can let you down, not intentionally, but they can let you down. Sometimes, how many ever said you wanted to do something for somebody and you couldn't do it? And it wasn't that you didn't want to do it, you couldn't do it, and you couldn't keep your Word on it. Amen? We've all done that sometime or other. But you know what? God is not in the category of man. God never fails. God never lies. God's always on time. God's going to do what He said He would do because He's God. Amen? But Paul said, I'm not ashamed of that gospel because that gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Unto salvation, unto deliverance, unto healing, unto victory, Whatever it might be in your life, the gospel is the power of God unto that to everyone that believes, to the Jew first, then also to the Greek. Now, this word is our source of victory. I love to feel good. I love those Holy Ghost witness bumps. (laughs) Don't you? I I do. I, I enjoy when I can feel the presence of God. I'm excited when I can feel His presence, physically, and uh, spiritually, of course, too. But but sometimes you can just feel the tingling of the power of God. And there's nothing wrong with that. But this Word is the source of our life and victory, not my physical feelings. See, a lot of times we believe God for something... And we have the scriptures for it. But if we don't have some physical manifestation, when I say physical manifestation, we're looking for a physical manifestation if we're praying for healing, right? But I'm saying if we don't have some physical vibration or something in our, in our being, we don't know if God moved. I mean, this is man thinking. But you see, God's not moved... By what you feel. God's moved by the feelings of our infirmities. See, God's moved by what we're in, our circumstances, what we're going through. That's what moves God. And yes, we need to pray in faith and we need to pray with fervent prayer. There's nothing wrong with fervent prayer. I'm not, I'm not, how many understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying we shouldn't pray fervently. I, I tell you what, I hear these women back here praying and they get fervent with the Lord. And I tell you what, I feel sorry for the devil sometimes. I mean, they're getting after him. And but but we we need the fervent prayer. Don't get me wrong, we need the fervency. I'm not saying we shouldn't get emotional in what we're doing. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying we can't go by those feelings of emotion. It's the word 
the gospel of Christ, that's the power of God under salvation. It's the word of God. Can you say amen? Now, the word is our source of life and victory. It's declared to be health for our flesh. This is health to our flesh. Just as you eat nutritious food that's needed for your body to make your body function and to, uh, to stay healthy. And uh, Sister Frances went through a little ordeal here a few months ago where she didn't realize she wasn't drinking much water. And uh, then she found out a lot of her problems was she just was dehydrated. Amen. Now, you know, there is a cure for dehydration. It's called water. <laughs> and, and you really do. I, I know, I, since I've gotten more mature in my age, uh, I've realized sometimes my legs want to cramp sometimes. How, how, many, how many's ever had those kind of feelings? And you know what? My wife says, uh, did you drink water? I, I, when I have to think about it, she said, if you have to think about it, you didn't drink enough. So she's got me. She's got me one of these big jugs, and she's got a. Uh, I mean, she puts lemons in it. That makes it even better, you know. But but I mean, we go around with that, and I drink two of those a day or three of those a day, you know. I, I want to make sure I get enough water. Amen. I don't want no cramps. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but the word is health to our flesh. This word is health to our flesh. The very heart of God, and it brings joy, peace, and abundance of all things. This word brings peace. This word brings joy. This word brings life. Uh, our spiritual man can't survive without the word of God. You, you have to have the word. I, I was talking, I have a group of preachers that I'm over, and, uh, a fellowship of ministers, and we have conventions and conferences, and, and I was telling them one time, um, one of them was wanting up there, and he, he just hooped and hollered and hooped and hollered and hooped and hollered. And then the other one got up there, and he just dry as a bone, you know. But you know what? The one that was dry as a bone, he had the Word, and the Word produced. I said, the Word produced, because this Word is life. Amen? This, this, is, this is where the life is. It's in the Word. But I told him, I said, you know, I, I said, I learned this a long time ago. Brother Osteen taught me this. He said, Brother Clarence, first time I preached with Brother Osteen, I was going to do my best sermon, you know. My wife, I tell you what, I, I, I mean, we just visited his church one time. He said, where are you preaching tonight? And I said, nowhere. He said, well, are you preaching here tonight? First time we ever visited his church. And I said, oh, boy, i got to get my best sermon. Oh, glory. And I got together, and I was getting it going. And, and, uh, and uh, uh, you know, we... we, we well, it's a long story, but I won't go into all that. But uh, we were we were going through a little hard time financially and and stuff. And and uh, my wife said, "I tell you what, Clarence Richard, I'm gonna go get me a job, and I'm gonna me and Stacy gonna have clothes on our back." Blah 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 blah. I said, "Look, I don't have time to argue right now. I got to be spiritual. I'm preaching for Brother Osteen tonight." <laughs> and I got there and. Boy, I thought I had my best sermon ready to go, and I got up there and I started screaming at the top of my voice. Four minutes went by and I lost my voice. Those people out there were looking at me like... Brother Osteen came up to me afterwards and put his arms around me. He said, Brother Clarence, he said, that's great preaching. He said, but you're going to kill yourself before you're 40 if you keep that up. 
He said, let me pray for you. He just put his arms around me and said, Father, just let the Holy Ghost flow through him. Let him learn to yield to the Holy Ghost and not worry about what it sounds like and if he's excited enough or what. Just let the Word come through him. And you know what? From that day forth, I never lost my voice again preaching. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I get loud sometimes. I can still shout. I can roll with the holy rollers. Had one Baptist preacher preaching for me one time, and he got up there. He just got the Holy Ghost, and he told everybody, he said, I I got a confession to make. And I said, oh, dear Lord, no, we don't need this, you know. He said, I have been lying to everybody I go preach for. I said, oh, my goodness. He said, I have told everybody I'm a holy roller. And I have not, I'm not a holy roller. I have not rolled. He got down on this side of the building, rolled all the way across it, and then got up. And he said, I'm now a holy roller. (laughs) Well, I'm glad it wasn't nothing serious. Hallelujah. (laughs) But I preached that night, and 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 I just learned how to flow with God. But the Word, see, the Word is life. The Word brings peace. Look at 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 13. For this cause, Paul's writing to the church at Thessalonica, for this cause also thank we God without ceasing. Because when you received the Word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the Word of men, but as it is in truth, the Word of God, which effectually works also in you that believe. Now, I want to emphasize some scriptures right there. In that scripture, Paul's writing to the church at Thessalonica. And he said, for this cause we thank God and, and we, without ceasing, because when we came to you and preached the word, you received the word of God, which you heard of us, and you received it not as the word of men. I don't want people to remember all my antics. Or my funny stories. Or my jokes. And I'm still going to continue to do that probably. (laughs) But I don't want to, I don't want them to, I want them to hear the word that when I preach, and even though I put some of that in there, it doesn't do away with the word. But the thing is, I want them to remember the word. This is what Paul's saying. He said, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually works also in you that believe. I'll tell you, the word will work. If you get enough of the right stuff in you, your body's going to function properly. Amen? If you get the right vitamins and you get the right nutrition and you get all of that, it's going to function properly. And if you get enough of the Word, and you receive it, not as the Word of mere men, but as the Word of God. See, I don't want to just be a preacher to say I've come and preached my sermon for the week or for whatever. I want to preach the Word so that you've got something something that will be uh, nutritious to your spirit man. And cause spiritual growth 
and peace and joy in your life. That's what we need is, is the word to come forth like that. And he said that you received it as the word of God, not as the words of men, but as the truth of God, the truth of God. The Word of God, which effectually works also in you that believe. Look at James 4, 7. He said, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now that word submit in the original Greek is a military term. And it means to rank under. In submission. When you see the word submit in the Bible, that's what it means to rank under. Submit to one another in the fear of the Lord. So, you know, we're to submit to one another in the fear of the Lord. We submit to the Spirit of God in each of us. Amen? I'm not high and mighty to where I can't take uh, and receive something from anybody else. Because we need to submit to the Word of God and submit and rank under. See, whoever's teaching, whoever, little Eric was up here the other night when, from Cleveland, you know, preaching. And I, tell, I told him, I said, Eric, that was a great word. It was a great word. I'm not going to tell him how to do it and try to do it like me or nothing else. I, it was a great word. It was, it, was, it was packed. I mean, information from the word, packed with it. And it was a good word. And we can receive that word. Because, and you know what? We have to submit. I have to sit there. I'm the pastor, but I have to submit to the ministry at that point and receive from that word and receive what God wants me to have. And this is what that word, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, he'll flee from you. Resist him and he'll flee from you. After we submit to him, we have to come to that place where we totally surrender to him. We give in to him. We yield to him. We allow his power to be the power. Amen? His word to be the word. And as we do that, we're going to see God begin to move supernaturally for us. But the word is important. I tell you, we got to learn to receive this word and enjoy the word. I, I enjoy, I, I tell you what, I, I enjoy great teaching, great preaching, great exhortation from people, and I enjoy the word. The word feeds, the word instructs, the word shows us the way, the word reveals who God is. And we see what the Lord is doing. So number one, we got to receive the word. If we're going to get anywhere in life, we got to learn how to receive this word. And how do we receive it? Hear the Word. How are you going to get faith? Hear the Word. How are you going to receive healing? Hear the Word. How are you going to get a miracle? Hear the Word. How are you going to get God to meet your needs? Hear the Word. See, the Word has an answer to everything in our life. And as we listen to the Word and hear the Word, the Bible said, Romans ten seventeen, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the Word. Nothing else is going to build your faith except this Word. Hallelujah. All the excitement will not build your faith. That preacher rolling on the floor because he wanted to tell everybody he was, he was a holy roller, you know. That, that, don't, that don't build the faith. The Word that he preached did, though. And the Word that he preached brought results. 
And we saw people saved, and we saw people filled with the Holy Spirit that had not received. There was a lot of denominational people in that we were we hit that wave of of what they called the charismatic flow back then. And I mean denominational people from the Methodist Church and the Baptist Church, and we on Sunday mornings we had Catholic nuns in their habit. They come out of the Catholic Church and they were spirit-filled nuns. <laughs> and they come to the service and they just dance before the Lord and praise God. And, and somebody says, well, they're Catholic. So? You're Pentecostal. So? Some Pentecostals don't even act Pentecostal. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's it, the word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. The living word will produce faith. You know what's going to make people? How many? Have you ever seen somebody that's weak and and uh, their body's dehydrated or their their body's weak from whatever they've been through? And you know, and they're going to have to have certain nutrition. They're going to have to have certain vitamins to be put in them. They're going to have to have certain things that their body needs in order to get them back up to par again. And you know what's going to happen with you spiritually or spiritually sick or spiritually down and spiritually uh, in, in a situation that you need God to perform a miracle? You're going to have to hear the word because this living word will produce faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Praise God. Praise God. You'll hear me say some scriptures over and over and over, but faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. And the more we hear it, the more we're going to understand it. The more we understand it, the more it's going to get down in us. And as we get it down in us, we're going to see God do something for us. Amen? But we've got to get in a position to hear the Word. Now, you, you know, some people can come into the service and sit there for an hour and a hour and a half and not hear nothing. It's not because they're deaf. They may be spiritually deaf. But, but it's because they're not hearing what God is saying. They're not hearing what the Lord is wanting to say to them as an individual. So we've got to get in a position. Look at Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes and keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. I want to read that one more time. Attend to my words. Incline thine ear to the sayings of God. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in front of you, if possible. Some people get to the point where they can't read. they got audios now that you can listen to the word of God. And hear the word. And let that word, keep it in your heart, because these words are life unto your flesh. And health, uh, to, it's life unto all those that find them, and health to all their flesh. This, this is our health food. This is our health diet, amen? And we have to receive it as God's word. I used to have people say, well, Brother Clarence preached this. Or Brother Clarence said that. Brother Clarence said, well, that's good. I'm not, I'm not against that. But you know what? It's not 
because of what I said. I hope I'm saying the word. Because it's the word that's going to do the changing. I don't want people to remember anything but the word part of it. Hear the word. Listen to the word. Receive it as God's word. God cannot and God will not lie. He's not man that he lies nor the son of man that he has to repent. God cannot and he will not. His word is truth. I said his word is truth. And look what the Bible said in Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ dwell in, your, dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms and in hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, you know what that just described? A spirit-filled church. Holy Ghost-filled church. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. See, we don't have nothing to sing about if we don't have the word to sing about. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teaching, admonishing one another. And also in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Some of you got into spiritual songs and didn't know what was happening to you. A spiritual song is what comes from the spirit of man, and God's putting it in your heart. It may not be a word or song that's been published or or anything else, but God will put a spiritual song inside you, and you can sing unto the Lord. Hallelujah! And worship Him in spirit and in truth. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So we've got to receive this word. This word is life. This word is spirit. This word is going to bring the miracles. Get enough of this and you, I tell you what, you're going to be walking in miracles. You'll be walking in blessings. You'll be walking every day. You're going to, you're going to see something that the word that you've, that you've studied and you've heard and you've meditated upon it and it's come alive in your spirit. You're going to start seeing it manifest itself in your life every day as you get out and about and doing what you're supposed to do. God's word is going to be there to guide you. Praise the Lord. Now, this word's got power. Everybody say this word's got power. I tell you, just ask my little girl one time. I, I tell you, it's got power. <laughs> I use it one time to spank her with. <laughs> oh, I told her, I said, now you know the word's got power, young lady. <laughs> but listen, the worlds were framed by the word of God. I'm talking about the power of the Word. Look what it says in Hebrews 11.3. Through faith. There's that word faith again. Yep, I'm a faith preacher. I'm guilty. You can't hardly get around the Bible without seeing faith. But through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, through faith, we understand that these worlds were framed by the Word. We're talking about the power of the Word now. Amen? Look at Psalms 33, verses 6 through 9. The psalmist David is writing this. He said, By the Word of the Lord were the heavens made. 
and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathereth the waters of the sea together as a heap, and he lays up the depth in storehouses. And let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Hallelujah! I'm talking about the word of the Lord. I'm talking about the word that is true. Can you say amen? This word's powerful. It's something that we can, if we get a hold of it, we're going to see what God does. Look at Ephesians 3.20. I'm giving you a lot of scriptures, but this all packed with revelation. Now, unto, the, unto him that is able to do. Everybody say to do. How many believes God can do things? <laughs> How many believes God can do big things? He, he can do a big physical things. He can do big financial things. He can do big spiritual things. God's able. But he said unto him that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. That's a mouthful. Unto him that's able to do what? Exceedingly and abundantly. I'll tell you what, I don't want to just talk about, well, God moved last night. Well, God touched me last night. That's good. I'm not, I'm not criticizing that. But listen, He wants to do more than just touch you. He wants to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. I don't know about you, but I'm a big dreamer. I'm a big dreamer. I was in Bible college. I was sitting in the barber chair getting a haircut one day, and one of my friends came over or came in, and it was close to the Bible college where we were attending. And he sat down. And he said, "Well, what you've got, what you've been doing, brother Clarence?" I said, "I just sitting here thinking about books that I'm going to write, thinking about publishing them, and I've been, I've been thinking about getting on the media somehow and just reaching thousands of people at one time." He just looked. He said, that's good, Brother Clarence. (laughs) I'd already got a reputation in school as being a dreamer. Well, you know what? It didn't happen overnight. Sometimes things God puts in your heart doesn't happen next week or the next month. But you know what? As you walk along with God, God's got daily blessings for us. He daily loads us with benefits. Amen? Oh, every day I've got daily loads of benefits that God's doing in my life. But you see, the thing that the dream or the purpose or the thing that God's put in us, what He's called us for, is going to rise to the top one day. And we're going to be able to see what God was dealing with you about. Praise God. Oh, listen. The devil's tried to sidetrack some of us from receiving what God said we could have. He tried to discourage me when I was in Bible college. 
tried to keep me down so low that I wanted to just quit school and just quit everything and just go get me a job somewhere. And, and I already had a job, but I mean, you know what I mean. I just, and just forget about preaching and forget about all this stuff. And, but I'd had an accident and a young man got killed in it. And, and I, I tell you what, it was, it was just one of those things the devil just tormented and tormented and tormented and tormented. I got to the point, I, I still went to church, but you know what? I went to church, I started feeling empty on the inside. I mean, I go through the motions, but I didn't feel nothing. You've probably been through some struggles in your life where that emptiness has been there. And it was destroying me spiritually, emotionally. It was destroying me to where I didn't have any desire. I'd go to church, to, to the school. I had night classes because I worked here in the daytime, and, and we had what we call pneumatology class. And uh, I was sitting there, and I'd, I'd been going every week. This this had been all going on for several months. It wasn't just something that just happened. I mean, this, uh, the accident happened several months prior to that, but now the spiritual part of it was happening. And and the devil was trying to destroy me, destroy me emotionally. And I was sitting there, and I was just sitting in class. It was pneumatology class on the Holy Ghost. <laughs> And Sister Williams was the teacher. She was a Bible teacher and the dean of the college. And she's got books out. She had books out. And she's going to be with the Lord now. But I tell you what, she was a prayer warrior. Oh, she loved God. She knew every member. Our school wasn't really large, about four or 500 students in that school. And, but she knew every one of them by name, first name. And she knew what they had for breakfast just about. I mean, and they, they were afraid, they didn't want, if they had done something over the weekend that they shouldn't have done, they didn't want to come by Sister Williams. Because she was in tune with the Holy Ghost. But I'll tell you that, that night, I was in class. I wasn't really participating, I wasn't doing nothing, I was just sitting there, and she come in, she was running a few minutes late, and she run in there, and she come in, she had a little podium there, and she just draped herself over that podium. And she just started sobbing, travailing in the Holy Ghost, travailing in the Holy I know what travailing in the Holy Ghost is. I mean, who's ever travailed in the Holy Ghost? I'll tell you what, it's something we need to do more. <laughs> when Zion travailed, she brought forth children. And I'll tell you what, when the church of God starts travailing in their spirit again, we're going to see births start happening again. Amen? God's going to do some things. But she started, I mean, she was travailing. I was just sitting there with my head bowed, you know. I didn't want nobody to know I was backslid, you know. I was just sitting there, and and uh, and she said, oh, class. She just weeping, tears streaming down. She said, pray. We got to pray. Somebody here needs help tonight. We got to pray. Pray, pray. I mean, all those kids. I want to tell you what. There were some spiritual kids in that class. Some of them still going on for God, teaching, preaching, and doing great things for the Lord. And, I mean, they got on their knees. Well, I got on my knees, too, because I didn't want them to think there was nothing wrong with me, you know. So I got on my knees, just put my head down. I wasn't doing nothing. I just had, I almost went to sleep, you know, because uh, I, I wasn't doing nothing. But the Holy Ghost was moving. Sister Williams was travailing. And she come over there. I had my head down. I felt her presence coming over. And I said, ooh. <laughs> and she put those little bony hands on my shoulders. And she said, Clarence, Clarence, just let go. Just turn loose. Only her voice was a little more shrill. And I want to tell you something. When she laid hands on me, 
the power of God shot through me. And that boy that was so down in the dumps and down in the place where he didn't want to see nothing happen in his life again. And all of a sudden, that little skinny six foot three, hundred and eight, fifty six pound boy. I tell you, that's all I weighed back then. I just, I used to turn, uh, turn sideways, turn it, stick out my tongue, look like a zipper, you know. I tell everybody my mama sent me some new pajamas for Christmas and I only had one stripe on them, you know. <laughs> But I mean, but all, 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 all my 150 something pounds, I mean, you know, it, it just began to shake under the power of the Holy Ghost. And I would, I tell you, I put my head back, my hands went up, and I'll tell you something burst on the inside. And the peace of God, the joy of the Lord, and, and the immersion of the Holy Spirit again came. Like I never had, I mean, I hadn't had it in a long time. Well, you needless to say, I got up from there and I wasn't going to give up. <laughs> I wasn't going to quit. But it's because, you know, the Word, He's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. And listen, God will use those gifts of the Holy Ghost in somebody to get us on the right track. Amen? Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with being nudged a little bit. And, and pressed on and say, hey, you can do it. You can make it. You can do it. And I'll tell you what, I thank God. I thank God. Started preaching. I started preaching when I was 17, actually. And that little incident happened. I was, I was uh, uh, 20, 21, 20 or 21. And, uh, you know, but just kept on after that. I mean, it didn't last forever, but it was a long enough time to get you down to where you're just ready to quit. And I didn't quit, thank God. Because I've been all over the world preaching the gospel. Different countries. Venezuela. I went to, uh, 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 oh goodness, Colombia, South America. Had some great meetings and great things happen there. Ghana, West Africa. Nigeria, Africa. Kenya, Africa. Uganda, Africa. You know, we've been all of these places and went over to the United Kingdom and Ireland and England and Scotland and just preached and, and God just moved supernaturally. We got on radio and there's only about 45 stations, uh, 40 to 45 stations at one time and on daily, five days a week, you know, just preaching and teaching the word and, and God was moving and God did some great things. Now listen, God, His purpose, His plan is in us. But you know what's got to happen? We've got to get in agreement with His Word. See, we've got to get in agreement with His Word. God's got plans for this church, but we've got to get in agreement with His Word. See, we've we got to get into the place where this Word is going to be our diet. <laughs> I mean, this Word's going to be what we're going to live by and what we're going to breathe. And we're going to come to that place to where He's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. According to the power that works in us. Listen, God's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above it all. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Now, the third thing is this. Now, here's the, here's the hard part now. We have to submit to the Word. <laughs> Look at Psalms 1. First chapter of Psalms. First seven verses there. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. 
But his delight is in the law of the Lord. What's the law? The word. His delight's in the word of God. And in his law does he meditate day and night. Now that word meditate. That's not just sitting over here in an easy chair just thinking. Boy, that brother Terrence, he preached good last night. No, it's more than, meditating is more than just sitting there thinking. I looked into the original Hebrew of that word meditate. And it literally means to mutter to yourself. Talk to yourself. Now, I know that's dangerous if you go in some places and you're talking to yourself, you know, and people think, you know, loco la cabeza, you know, whatever. But that's what the word mutter, I mean, the word meditate literally means, it means to think on it. It means to ponder it. But it also goes a little deeper. It means to mutter it and to speak it out loud. Talk to yourself, in other words. And the Hebrew word is hagah. I can't say it like the Hebrews do, because you've got to almost spit to do that. You know, but hagah. But it means to mutter. Speak to yourself. Encourage yourself. What did David do when he came back and all of his camp had been raided and all the women and children taken captive and everything was taken out of the camp and, and the men were even wanting to kill him and just destroy him? And you know what he did? He didn't wring his hands and say, oh, what am I going to do? No, he just inquired of the Lord. He inquired of God. What do I do, Lord? He, he started talking to himself, I'm sure, over there. And the Lord said, Pursue, overtake, and recover it all. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you something tonight. we got victory in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? But blessed is that man that walks not in the council, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor the sits in the seeds of the carnival. His delights in the law of the Lord. In his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season... Everybody say, my season. See, your season's coming. Hallelujah. Don't get discouraged because somebody else seems like they're outrunning you. Your season's coming. It brings forth His fruit in His season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever He doeth shall prosper. Glory to God. Whatever God tells you to do... Someone asked me one time, they said, Brother Clarence, when are you going to get your own plane? I said, I don't want one. Well, all the evangelists need their own plane. All this, 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 got this. They spent millions of dollars. This. I said, well, that's great. I said, I don't want one. I had a plane one time. It wasn't no jet, I mean, but it was a nice plane. We flew it all over the United States, and I'd take several men with me, and we'd go and do some crusades and meetings and teaching sessions and seminars. And, and I, I mean, we had a great time in the Lord. But you know what? I decided one time when we were at Indiana, and this storm came in, and the ice storm came in, and the wings got heavy because of the ice. And when you're flying so low that you can see the litter of pigs down there, and you can count them one by one with their mama, that's getting pretty low. And we had to stand up staying overnight. I, t- I made up my mind right then. I said, you know what? 
I'd rather just let the commercial people do my flying because they can get above all this stuff. Hallelujah. And, uh, but anyway, it was fun while it lasted. But whatever he does, he'll prosper. How many wants to prosper? Now, that word prosper is more than just money. You can make a lot of money and still not prosper spiritually. But he wants you to prosper mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, physically. God wants to bless you and prosper you. And the ungodly is not so, but they're like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment of sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. But that word submit, he said, let's, let's, um, let's submit to God. Let's submit to the Lord. It means to rank under, to come under authority. How many is ready to come under authority tonight? How many knows, did you know you received, how many received the Holy Spirit? How many has received the Holy Ghost? You know what you're doing? You're ranking under authority. See, you've got the Holy Ghost, but you see, now you're, you're learning how to really submit to God through the Holy Spirit. And God wants us to submit, and the Lord knows the way of the righteous. Amen. I, I remember praying for this young lady, and I've told this testimony here before, but Susan that had uh, MS and uh, her, her uh, one leg was shorter than the other. She was on braces and braces on her arms and her legs. And, and this little Baptist lady brought her into my office and said, Brother Clarence, she wants to be healed. I said, okay. So we sitting there, and, and I was listening to uh, Susan. She started talking. She was a junior in college. And uh, she started talking, and, and she said, Brother Clarence, someday I'm going to be healed. Someday I'm going to receive a miracle. Someday I'm going to be normal. And I'm sitting at my desk, and all of a sudden, the only thing I hear ringing in my ears is those two words, someday. 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 And I, I, I'm, re- I'm really a gentleman. I really am. I'm not harsh or mean or ugly. Don't try to be anyway. But I banged my fist on that desk. I said, Susan, shut up! Oh, it got so quiet you could hear a pin drop on that carpet. And she started crying. She said, but Brother Clarence, I was just confessing. I was just confessing that I'm going to... That what, what? I said, no, no, Susan. I said, you weren't confessing the Word. You were, you were putting it off in the future. I said, as long as the devil can keep you putting it off in some day, you'll never get it. I said, you can go to all the Bible seminars, you can go to all the miracle services, all the healing services, but as long as the devil's got it in your mind, someday, 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 I said, he's got you right where he wants you, and you'll never get it, because someday's always off the next day. Someday's always off next week. Someday, someday. I said, Susan, Jesus has already paid the price for your healing. It's yours right now. And see, she, she was, she was, Humble enough and submissive enough to the Spirit of God to where she received what, what was being said to her in love. And she received that word and she just lifted her hands up and just tears streaming down her face said, Oh, Jesus, forgive me. Oh, Lord, I thank you because you have healed me. You paid the price for me. And then all of a sudden she started shouting and, and hollering, my, my leg hurts, my leg hurts. And, and the lady that was with her went over there and, and we, 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 we took the braces off. And right there before our eyes, one, I think it was her right leg was about 
I don't know, two inches or more shorter than the other one. And right there before eyes, I mean, it just boom. Just like I didn't get out there and say, okay, God's going to draw this leg and pull it out like that. No, it happened. Just like that. She walked out of there with no braces, nothing to support her with. She still had a slur in her speech because of the MS. But the next Sunday, she came back to church and she was talking normal. Because not only had God restored her physically, He restored her speech and everything else. And she graduated from college with degrees and still serving the Lord. Hallelujah. Because God, see, we have to learn how to submit, rank under to the Word. Hallelujah. See, if I encourage you to praise God, I'm not doing it to put you on the spot. I'm doing it for your benefit. And if we submit to the anointing and to what God is trying to do, we're going to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to see it happen. Hallelujah. And we're going to start seeing God do these things. Can you say amen? So God's not man that He lies. No, the Son of Man that He has to repent. His Word is forever settled in heaven. The last scripture I want to give you is Numbers 23, verse 19. God is not a man. Aren't you glad for that? (laughs) God's not a man that He should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Has he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I want the word. Hallelujah. Let the word produce in our lives. Lift your hands and just thank God tonight, because the word of God is truth. That's what God wants us to get a hold of tonight. Oh, glory to God. 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 Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, by His Word, I have the victory. By His Word, I am free. By His Word, I have His victory. By His Word, I've been set free. How many glad you're free tonight? By His Word, I have the victory. By His Word, demons have to flee. Amen. By His Word, I have the victory. By His Word, I am set free. How many glad for the Word tonight? Hallelujah. Lift your hands and just thank God.